Marceline and I'm Peter Peter Can and we are your hosts of the really really boring podcast that no one should ever listen to and uh-huh. um, it's my birthday tomorrow. Really? So happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. I will be 50 years old. Okay. Can't believe it. Half a century. Bringing up the half time. Woohoo! If um, you do end up texting... Still alive. If you do end up texting it... Um, watch out little red or is it your Facebook is watch out little red at gmail.com if you want to wish me happy birthday or Peter Peter can on Facebook and YouTube yeah if anyone's listening in the first place yeah that's a good uh-huh. I get enough love from my family it's all good yep um, okay uh-huh. so yeah see those bikes there on the that's when you move the microphone oh <laughs> Try to keep it still. Alright, here we are. And today, we are talking about true crime stories. And, um, yeah, true crime stories. Not exactly the most boring topic, but still. No. So, we've looked up um, 50 plus true crime stories that will shock you to your core. I don't think we're going to get through 50. Yeah, no, but I think we'll, we'll get through we'll like see how 20. many. And, and it'll be interesting to see how many of them we've already heard of. The first one, would you like me to start or would you like to start? No, you can start? do it. Okay, start. Um, first one is as a lady called Angela Hammond. I'm just going to read it and we'll talk about it. She was talking on the payphone. Payphone. I need to do some vocal warm-ups or something because my... My mouth doesn't want to work. She was talking on the payphone with her. I didn't need to drink of water. She was talking on the payphone, the pain phone, the pain phone, the payphone with her fiance and saying how there is this suspicious truck that keeps driving around the block. Then that truck parks near her where the pain phone, the pain, (laughs) the payphone is. He gets out and starts looking around with his flashlight. As if he lost something. Then he confronts Angela and abducts her. Her fiancé heard all of this on the other line and immediately got in his car to drive to where Angela was. When doing so, he drove past the guy in the truck and Angela was apparently screaming his name for help. So he turns around and tries following the truck and his transmission messes up and the guy got away. Angela has never been heard from again. And she was pregnant. Oh, so... So his gearbox just died on him. What a time. Like, how's timing? Your gearbox goes, nah, you're not going to save your girlfriend. Or your wife. Your girlfriend? Wife? Fiance. Doesn't matter. Fiance. Fiance. So she's pregnant. She's abducted. The the abductor... Is driving her away. He hears her from his car. 
Like, that is amazing that he heard her screaming, turns around to chase her, and his car stops working. And she's never heard from again. So, either... She's probably dead. how would you feel? Imagine if he'd, like, been thinking, yeah, I should get this transmission fixed on my car. And then he just kept putting it off, putting it off. And then it dies. And then it dies. And he can't save his... I mean, maybe he would have died too. That's the thing. You just don't know. He might have gone to confront this guy and he might have killed him and her and the baby, obviously. Uh, That's a horrible... That's pretty horrible. Imagine being him. Like, you hear on the phone, you hear you're talking to your fiancé and she's talking about this suspicious guy and then you know she's been taken. Like, that would be horrendous. And then to get so close to saving her, but failing, oh man. That's pretty harsh. Alright, should we move on? Yep. Don't know if he ever moved on, but let's uh, let's talk about Annie Borgeson. Borgeson. Or Borgeson. You want to read this one, or you want me to read it? <coughs> I'll read it. Okay. I found... I found the case of Annie Borgeson really weird. She was a Swedish Swedish student student studying in Edinburgh. 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 She went. She then went to Post Prestwick. You need to read this. She then went to Prestwick Airport, literally the other side of the country, then down a bit. Caught on CCTV at the airport for 10 seconds, then left. She tried to take out money multiple times from different ATMs, but didn't have the funds, so was denied. She was seen wandering about Prestwick and then was found dead on the beach. Her long hair had been cut off, and the postmortem, as far as I've read, concluded death by drowning. Wow, that's... She may have been a victim of foul play or it was suicide. I also found that her parents' emails were allegedly hacked later on. It may be a case of self-inflicted violence, mental health issues, but I find Annie's case so just so bizarre and sad. So she was she went to the other side of the country to go yeah. on a plane. Yeah, she was studying in Edinburgh. Then she the next minute she's on the other side of the country. She's trying to take money out of ATMs, but there's no money in her account. And then she's wandering about and then found dead on the beach with her hair cut off. Weird. That is it. I, I don't understand why she sat at the one side of the country. Like, just stayed there. I, it sounds like she... Because if she was seen wandering about, then there's no one actually, like, making her do that. It sounds to me like a mental health. Yeah. Sounds like, like she's got to get money, hair. but she's paid for all of it for her college or whatever and then she was like I have no money there's no reason for me to live yeah I don't but know. then it also Maybe. could have been foul play because why would she cut her own hair off it seems a bit weird doesn't it and then drowned herself it's weird that's weird don't know that's that's quite odd anyway um the Hinter Kaifek murders Hinter I haven't heard of any of these yet uh, the Hintkai effect, Hintkai effect, 
Need to come back to murders. A family saw footprints in the snow leading to their farm, but no footprints out of the farm. A few days later, they were killed in their own home. There was evidence that the perpetrators were staying in their house or the farm before the killings. It's creepy because your house is supposed to be the safest place. It's hard to feel secure when you think about the possibility your killer may be living with you without you noticing. Yeah, see, I've always... So, yesterday that we were talking about fears and phobias, one Mm. of the things I've always been scared of is when I'm home alone, I'm always scared of someone, like, rocking up the front door. It's always been... Or someone in the house. So I always stay very, very quiet when I'm in the house. Right. Just in case someone is in the house, they don't know I'm there. No, okay. I think I think it's probably more likely a problem in places like the United States where houses are a lot bigger and and sometimes a lot older and they might have like hidden hidden attics or hidden rooms. Yeah. Whereas here in Australia we you know, we pretty much just have our house on one level. There's no like huge wall cavities, you, you I, can't hide anywhere. I had a friend I had a friend who lived in a like an old castle. Yeah. His parents bought this old castle and renovated and stuff. And it had it had these secret passages through like that would lead through these giant walls into yeah, random wow. spots. Like so and they would be hidden behind like brick walls and you had to press you had to like there'd be like a hidden key knob or something. Yeah. And these people obviously like had this for a safe bunker or whatever. Yeah. They got they didn't get given all the keys because the keys were left lost. And so he called me over because I can lockpick using two paper clips to this um to this place and I'm just yeah. old key lock and I'm like I can't do an old key lock. So I went and got some um I went and got my grandma's old key that's like very close to what it is. I stuck it in and I used an I used another paper clip to unlock it and we found this secret passage that led from one side of the house to the second floor. So second floor into someone's be- into um his bedroom. It was a secret passage, and it had, like, big rooms and stuff inside of the castle that they never knew were there. Yeah, right. And so, like, they ended up turning that into a door and turning it to, like, a little computer room. And they ended up finding most of them. And then there was this one that I found by accident, because we were going under we were going under the house following a couple different secret passages. Right. And I whacked my head on a knob or something. I whacked my head on something, like, metal. And it hurt, and I looked up, and there was a trap door, a trap yeah. door with just a little hanging metal knob. And he'd never seen it because he would always been very low. So I opened it. It led it led straight up, um, straight up into the kitchen, under the floor, and into the lounge room. Right. And then, and then from there, behind the TV was another trap door that they plastered oh, over. Wow. So they moved the TV, got through that, and then that trap door led into that room that I was talking about that, we, that he asked me to lockpick led into that dude that was under like a chair yeah. that they put it that was originally in there and then they put a new one in there and so there was so many cool different trap doors wow. and stuff that that's crazy they got a whole bunch of people to like create like safe rooms in them mm-hmm. so if a robber came in they wouldn't be able to find these trap doors and only they had the keys for them so right. like so like they wanted to get up to their bedroom safely they just unlocked this brick door yep. walk in they're close in, it lock it safe yep. room done and they wouldn't know they're there wow and then and then and there was these all like these old furniture and old rooms and stuff in them and it had like stuff from a very long time ago like he 
They found they found a golden goblet. Wow. A golden goblet, one of them. And they were so happy. I was like, you should sell that, you get a lot of money. He's like, nope. And they have it on their, they have it on their stool. It was amazing. I always found it really funny and cool. Because <laughs> we'd like, we'd like, when we play hide and seek, there were so many of them that you could like jump in and slide down these passages and stuff. Wow. That's, you uh, know, it's something that I think, I think it'd be cool to have like I, I've, hidden passages and secret doors and rooms, but it would be kind of like scary. Yeah. Yeah, but I um, think that someone could be hiding behind your wall. Yeah, but we found all the secret passages, and then because they were also they were scared, they had that same fear. They got someone yep. to come through with like a, I don't know, it's like this detector that sits on the floor and it measured and all the walls and the roofs and stuff. Yeah, to see if there was any gaps in the stone. Yeah, and they found one. They found one thing. They found one last trapdoor that just led into like a basement room. Yeah, okay. That had some old stuff, and that's where they found the goblet. Um, and so, besides that, there was no other holes in the house. It's interesting, this Hintakaifa murders, um, never solved. And, I, and what what's the motive for just going into a farmstead and killing six people? Like, that's crazy. killer? It's crazy, isn't it? I, I don't understand. I if mean, they normally, saw... if someone's a serial killer, they get found out because they kill again. So this one was never solved. But what if that person's already killed again? But they well, never got found. They maybe never See, found that out. It was in uh, Germany that it happened, actually. I don't understand why. Nineteen twenty. If you saw footsteps into into like your farm and you didn't see footsteps out, wouldn't you like follow those footsteps with like a gun or something and go see where they end? Hmm. Like what? Oh, someone's walked into my farm and they're probably staying at my farm because I don't know if they've came out or not. Yeah, Let's just know. leave it. Don't know. It's a tough one because this was back in the nineteen twenties, so they they may have just you know shrugged it off. It's back in those days, I guess. There wasn't a huge amount of media about serial killers. And yeah. Anyway, shall we move on? Number four, Dorothy Scott. I was just reading about Dorothy Scott recently. Her story is the saddest and the creepiest was the bones of the dead dog the killer left on top of her remains to throw scavenger dogs off his trail. Also, how her watch was stopped to the exact moment she died. I just can't believe that he called her family so often and they could never trace the calls. I know it was the times, though, but the whole thing is so horrifying. I don't, don't know anything about it, so let's go to Wikipedia. Murder of Dorothy Jane Scott. <coughs> so, nineteen eighty in Anaheim, California. Uh, she driven two co-workers to the hospital after one of them bitten by a spider. Uh, when they while they called for the prescription to be filled, Scott went to her car to, to get her car to bring around to meet them. Her car approached them, but it sped away. Neither could see who was driving as his headlights had blinded them. They reported her missing a couple of hours later. And not after not hearing from him. In the preceding months, Scott had been receiving anonymous phone calls from a man who had reported, reportedly been stalking her. He had threatened to get her alone and cut her up into bits so no one will ever find her. In June 1980, a man called the Orange County Register, a local newspaper that had published a story on the disappearance and claimed that he had killed her. Um, and apparently, he, her mother received phone calls from the man claiming to have killed her as well and they couldn't trace the calls 
How horrible. In nineteen eighty four they found partial remains of her. And they never found out who did it. So the guy who the guy who said he did that, was he lying or not lying? Well, they don't know. Someone called her mother, didn't stay on the line long enough to trace the calls. Yeah. And said, I killed your daughter. Yeah, well, obviously that's smart, not staying in line for so Well, that is smart on his part. Obviously, he is a smart criminal. The smart ones don't get caught. Um, but, yeah, pretty horrible stuff. Just look nice. And then they put dead dog remains on top of yeah, her body. So, so, so when the dogs came to sniff and chase him and find the guy, I guess... Um, the dogs were thrown off because of the the smell of other dead dogs. So this guy killed a dog to cover up his tracks. That's pretty cold. He's smart. Yep. Smart but horrible. Yeah. What's the next one? Number five, Brandon Swanson. For those who are not familiar with his story, Brandon was a 19-year-old who lived in Marshall, MN... I think that's Minnesota. You Americans, and you're shortening your states, expecting everyone to know what it is, just drives us crazy. Amen. Okay, I think that's Minnesota. Minnesota. He was returning home from a party recently, celebrating his graduation from community college up in a town north of Marshall called Camby. He was on his way home. Along the way home, he crashed in a ditch. For some reason, he was taking gravel roads, even though the highway between the two towns was straight shot north to south. I'm guessing he took this route as a joyride type of thing, since he loved his car and driving in general, or maybe he had a little bit too much to drink at the party and didn't want to deal with any state troopers on patrol. He called his dad for a ride and eventually got tired of waiting inside his crash car and started to walk towards Marshall. He claimed to sit to his dad to see lights of something nearby, then abruptly exclaimed, Oh crap! to his dad while still on the phone and his call ended. To this day, no one knows what happened to him. Nobody found, none of his belongings found, nothing. There's more to the story, but that's my summary. If you want to learn more, just stick around. So they found his car. Um, Nobody, no belongings... Nothing. So, they didn't find so I guess they found his car. Yeah. Um, because it doesn't say they didn't find the car. Because he crashed his car and started... He called for his dad for a ride and eventually got tired of waiting inside his crashed car and started to walk towards Marshall, the town. He claimed to, to his dad to see lights of something nearby then abruptly exclaimed, Oh, poo-poo, to his dad while still on the phone and the call ended. Okay, so something happened, obviously... So someone... Someone ran him over? Um, but then how would they hide his body? Because it was close to their car. I yeah, some, I, don't I reckon know. someone took know. him. He up their tracks. Maybe. Uh, okay, it goes on. My guess on what happened to Brandon is either he slipped and fell in a river <clears throat> due not to being able to see in the darkness, got shot or buried and buried somewhere by a farmer who hated people trespassing his property and would rather shoot than ask questions. Or was abducted by aliens, which would explain the lights. Hmm. This case just creeps me out because I too live in southern MN, Minnesota, uh, whatever. 
and I'm semi-familiar with the Marshall area. It's mostly flat farmlands around here, so I really do not understand how someone can just disappear into thin air in the middle of nowhere without a body or any remains being found. I would go Sounds there. Sounds to me like someone killed him. I would go there and test it out. Mm. I'd go there and like sit my car in the same kind of spot <laughs> and be like, okay. Except I'd have like the police on the line. Like. Is, is MN Minnesota? I've got to check. MN State. Yeah, Minnesota. I so. just don't automatically know which of the states that. You know, I read a story about how they came up with all the abbreviations of the states. Apparently, they there was a committee, and they spent they spent like weeks arguing in a hotel room about what they would abbreviate all the states in the United States to. <clears throat> MN, AZ, I don't know, whatever. They are. How are we supposed to know when we're overseas? America is only a small part of the world. I've had my rant. Let's move on. Shall we? Yeah. The Bennington Triangle Disappearances. I thought it was the Triangle Disappears. What triangle? Is that like the Bermuda Triangle? The Bennington Triangle? That's one we should do. We should do a podcast on the Bermuda Triangle. You know what the Bermuda Triangle is? Yeah. The Bermuda Triangle is the, um, the sea of the ocean. Yeah, and fit ships and planes disappear. That would be a pretty cool one to do. We'd I would love to be the plane that goes Maybe over. next week. That'll be our podcast next week. I, I wanted to do the Darwin Awards today. We would say I, that I would love to go there. I would love to go over um, the uh, Bermuda Triangle in a plane. <laughs> Not me. Beginning in November 1945 through October 1950, Five people ages 8 to 74 years old went missing in the area. One was an experienced hunting guide and another was a 53-year-old woman described as an experienced camper and hiker who knew the area like the back of her hand. I've li- I've hiked Vermont's Long Trail myself and there are places where you get a feeling of being watched by someone or something. In 2008, an instructor at Bennington College, an experienced hiker, got lost in a mountain, later recounted his strange experiences and swore he would never hike again hike the trail alone. What was the strange experiences? I don't know. This, this, this doesn't shock me to my core. Shocks the person who wrote the article to their core, but not me. Um, okay, so five people went missing in the area. That's it. Yeah. I want to know what that guy saw. Yeah, that's pretty, pretty poor. Pretty poor story, really. I really want to know what that guy saw, though. Mm. Like if you could, if you could, if he, if you like hear what that guy saw, then maybe it would be worse. There's no link, so it's we'd have to go digging for that. Should we just move on? Yep. Number seven, the Setagaya family. The killer stayed in the house for hours, eating their food, logging into the family computer, and sleeping on their couch. It's so creepy because rarely does a killer stick around. For hours after they commit their crime, making themselves at home. So he kills the family, hangs out in the house, sleeps on their couch, eats their food, logs so into their, their computer, just hanging around. Play some video games. I gotta look into this a bit more. Yeah, a little bit. family murder, Japanese. Okay, so this was in Japan. Milkyo. Mio, Miyazawa and his wife Yasuko, their daughter Nina and son Ray were murdered during a home invasion by an unknown assailant who then remained in the family's house for several hours before disappearing. 
Would they be able to trace? There's a few hours. What what would they be able to trace on the like what he did on the computer and his like if he stayed in the house for that long, obviously he would drop DNA. Police have been able to do several specific clues to the perpetrator's identity. That's driving me crazy. Uh, that's much better. It was determined by the killer the killer had been any string beans and sesame seeds the previous day after analysing feces from the killer. So he pooped. He pooped. He kills a family. He eats. He poops. He sleeps. He logs onto the computer in their house. That is cold. He he, he probably he <coughs> he probably killed them. Ate some food and logged on the computer, watched like a movie or something. Need to go to the toilet. Went to the toilet and it's like, oh, I'm tired. Had a nap on the couch. Have a nap on the couch. You know, murdering an entire family is is kind of it's kind of tiring. I'm gonna have a nap. Yeah. Uh, They found his DNA and fingerprints, but it didn't match any on the database. So it wasn't someone who had a criminal record. Um. But yeah, it sounds like they never found they never found the killer. I would just How brazen is that? You kill a family, you take a take a poo, you eat, you sleep, you log onto the computer, and then you never then, get they never you found you. They never find you. Wow. See I would, what I would have done is I would have taken the um, finger and DNA things and I would have run it through a computer program that runs through like, I don't know, millions and millions of people in the same state. Yeah. Because if they came to that state that either have to be born and be registered. Or they have to be um, come from another state and also be registered. Yeah. Obviously, if they're young, like say. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah, I would, I would, I would, con- I would scan it through a computer. Like I don't know, two years later or something, to make sure they're old enough. Mm. Scan it through a computer, find the person. Like now, they could just put a computer program up and scan it through, and it would go through. Maybe. Hard to know. Um, the next one, Brandon Lawson, ran out of gas in the middle of nowhere, TX, Texas, that's the thing again, in 2013, called the cops, much of it is inaudible, but he implies he's being chased into the woods and says he needs the cops. When the police arrive, they find his truck, but nothing else, not a trace of him since. So, so you mean he could have got caught or he could have just kept running and not got caught then ended up lost and died. Yeah. Interesting. Who knows? Just disappeared. Scary. I, I reckon that would be worse as a parent or as someone who loves them if they disappear and are never found Yeah. than if you know that they're dead. Like, you just wouldn't have closure, would you? Yeah, no, you don't know if they're dead or if they're still alive out there. That would be horrible. That's kind of my worst nightmare. Yeah. As a parent, that 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 would happen to one of my kids, that would be... Like, and then you'd just never know. That'd be horrible. All right, number nine. Karazina Zalda, the skin case. Young Polish student disappears in Krakow City. A few months later, a ship in the Vistula River stops because something stuck in the propeller. What they have found surprised everyone. Guess what? They have gotten out of uh, skin of missing Zardazina Zauda. 
To be more precise, a suit made of human skin. Someone had cut all the limbs and head, then created a bodysuit from remaining part, which was probably worn by the murderer for some time. Uh, despite media attention and increased police interest, every few years a perpetrator has never been found. That one does shock me to my core. That that person's sane. That one does. So yeah, that's that's one that does shock me to my core. You, yeah, like who would decide to pull? Who would put all that time into pulling the yeah. skin off one yeah, person? Yeah, that's sick. And then wear it. Yeah. And then I guess they got spooked by something and threw it into the river, and it got caught in the propeller of uh, of a boat. That is, yeah. Uh, I'm just about done now after that one. That's gosh. Horrible. Cassie Jo Stoddart. She was house-sitting for her aunt. She invited her boyfriend over and his two friends came over as well. His friends left and said they were going to the movies. They didn't. At some point before leaving, leaving in inverted commas, they unlocked a basement door unbeknownst to her. They shut the power off to scare her. They sat there hiding until her boyfriend left and she was alone and proceeded to put masks on came in the house to st- and stabbed her. If that isn't bad enough, a video was found where they planned to murder her ahead of time. There's footage of them right after they killed her as well. That's horrible. I would love to watch that video. Oh, it's a movie. It's a movie. Far out. That's... So, that's her boyfriend's... So, her, bo- her boyfriend brought some friends. Yeah. The friends planned to kill his girlfriend after he left. So they said they were leaving, went down the basement, locked the door, and waited until he left. Shut the power off to they scare They shut the power off to scare her, and waited until the boyfriend left, and she was alone, and they put on masks, and then they killed her. That, that shocks me to my core, too. That's pretty, pretty, that's pretty brutal. So you mean... Horrible. I hope they... I'm going to look it up, because I've got to find out if they caught them. Um, on the 9th of September 22, 2006 she was house sitting for her uncle and aunt um, country family out of town and hired Stoddard to come take care of the three cats and two dogs for the weekend she's visited by her boyfriend who arrived around 6pm later classmates Brian Draper and Tori Adamick who were both age 16 at the time came over to the Voight house to hang out Gave the friends a tour of the house, including the basement. The four teens went to the living room to watch Kill Bill Volume 2, but they ended up leaving before the film ended, saying they wanted to watch a movie at the local theatre instead. She was unaware that before the boys left, Draper had unlocked the basement door so that he and Adamzik could re-enter the house undetected. Ah, right, so they left the house, but they'd unlocked the basement door that you could get into from the outside. Yeah. And so when they left, they came back in. Yeah. Right? Turned off the power, hoping that the two would come downstairs to check the breaker, the circuit breaker. But they didn't come downstairs, so they turned some of the lights back on. Then she became uneasy after the power outage, and Beckham, the boyfriend... What are you doing? Whatever listeners we had, they're now gone because that's driving them crazy. 
the stayover house for the night. Oh, yeah. She offered to let him come home, uh, to let her come home and stay at the night, and she would bring her back the next morning. However, she felt it was her responsibility to stay because she was hired to care for the animals, so she said no. So if she had gone with him, she would have died. She lived. But she stayed to do her duty, and about 10.30pm, his mother picked him up, leaving her by herself. Uh, then he called his friends to see if they could meet up later. Um, and he was whispering, so he thought he was in the movie theatre. But they're in the basement. They heard him leave. They turned the lights out again. And they waited, hoping she would come downstairs. But she didn't. Eventually, they went upstairs. She was armed with a dagger-type... Trevor was armed with a dagger-type weapon. And Adam, Adam took with a hunting knife. The weapons had been purchased at a pawn shop. Draper opened and slammed a closet door at the top of the stairs to scare Stoddart who was lying on the couch in the living room. The boys then brutally attacked her, stabbing her approximately 30 times. 12 wounds were potentially fatal. Holy heck. They recorded their plan to murder her on videotape while they were at school. This footage was shown at their trials. So they were caught and they were sentenced. At trial, the prosecution revealed that Draper had said he was inspired by Eric Harris, a couple other murderers, who committed the Columbine High School massacre. Later, Adamsick was said to have been inspired by the Scream horror film franchise. Draper was convicted on in 2007. They both, in 2007, being convicted of first-degree murder and received a mandatory sentence of life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. And 30 years to life for being convicted of conspiracy to commit murder. What's parole? Parole is where if you are good behaved in jail, they'll let you out. But if you do anything bad, you're straight back in jail. Yeah, so life without parole. So no parole. They're both serving their time at Idaho State Correctional Institution located in unincorporated Ada County, Idaho, near Kuna. And he was he had an appeal in 2019 for Adam Sick and it was upheld. His sentence was upheld. How could you appeal that? How can you possibly say I deserve to get out of prison after doing that? Yeah. Like, how could you ever let that person out again? They brutally planned and murdered the girlfriend of a friend of theirs. Did they? Did they? Did they decide to murder the boyfriend as well? Uh, they might have wanted to. It doesn't say. They might have... I think that, according to this, their plan was to kill the girl. But they probably would have killed him too if... if then that's why they hope they both come down to the breakup. Yeah. I guess they... Or maybe they were going to kill her in front of him. I don't know. What was their plan? Like, seriously, they're so idiots. they by movies Idiots, because they have no plan to get away with it. Did they... How do they think it was going to end? So had... They, they were inspired by a movie that they filmed it. They filmed the plan to kill to kill um, the girl, but maybe the other, maybe the boy. And then, and then what? They handed the tape over to someone. Yeah. They hit. They're like, Crazy. hey, look, like, hey, look at this! I murdered someone. Something's very, very wrong with them. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Mental health issues all the I, way. I mean, honestly. For me, and I don't know if we've talked about this in the podcast before, we don't have capital punishment in Australia, but for two people like that, 
they deserve to die, and I will die on that hill. Yeah, I, I would. I, if, if it's that clear cut, and you've got a video of them planning it, and then clearly they did it, then they should just be put to death because they're no good to. Where did they kill They're just that a drain girl? on society. That's what I think. Where did they kill that girl? When? The where? Where? Idaho, United States. Oh. Yeah. That's, I reckon, I reckon that's our, pretty shocking. I, I agree. That that shocked me to my core. I reckon our life in prison in Australia. Is it like thirty years or something? Yeah, something like that. I it, reckon, it should be like two hundred years. Yeah. Too light sentences are too light for something like for something like that. Like I don't think you can be. I don't think you can come back from that. Anyway, that's my opinion, and um, I realise other people have different opinions. That's fine. Chris Kremers and Lizane Freen. I want to move on from that because that one's just made me feel really uncomfortable. Uh, yeah, I don't like that one at all. We've had three like, in a row. Like, disgusting. We've yeah, three, three in a row, row that had been really bad. There was some early ones that I'm like, nah, that's not too bad. Or, we don't even know if they died. Like, the one who was walking down the trail, like, and he just, he just disappeared. We don't even know what happened. This one, Chris Kremers and Lizane Froon. Another creepy mystery that resonates with me is the disappearance of Chris Kremers and Lizane Froon. Long story short, two Dutch girls visiting Panama decide to go on a hike a day before they were scheduled to meet a guide for a tour, and they go missing the same night. Ten weeks later, their remains and possessions are found downstream from where the girls were hiking. What creeps me out the most about this disappearance is the pictures that were found on the Zane's camera that turned up in the remains. The pictures go from the usual nice pictures of landscapes and the girls posing with landmarks to cryptic pictures of the darkness and what many assume were attempts to use the flash of the camera to act as a signal for rescuers. Also, there was a photo of back of Chris's head with what possibly looks like blooded by her temple just the fact that no one knows what happened to these two during their time in the jungle is what is most unsettling about this mystery okay so we don't know what happened the, the photos are kind of creepy I suppose that, that one doesn't so they try to use it to alert someone that they were I guess yeah I mean well I'll take pictures of something I, I, I'd like to know when that happened I'm going to click on the link See, either they were taking pictures to try and help someone, um, try and get people to help them, or they were taking pictures at some, something. Yeah, I don't know. 2014. That happened in 2014. I was so, four years old. Yeah, I was significantly older than that. Um, yeah, not so... Kind of creepy, but doesn't really shock me to my core. Yeah. Daniel LaPlante, Daniel LaPlante is a triple murderer. He killed a nursery school teacher... And her two kids in 1987. After a massive manhunt, they still could not find him. This, the ultra creepy thing, is what happened. He was eventually discovered after being on the run in the closet of a girl he had dated. She opened a door one night to see him standing there in her mother's clothes, face smeared with makeup, holding a machete. Uh, he tied her and her family up, but the youngest narrowly escaped. As if this wasn't bad enough, they again could not find him until two weeks later. The family who'd moved out came back home and saw the plant in the window. The police were called and later found out why he'd been so hard to find. 
Daniel had been living in the walls of his former girlfriend's house the entire time. How did he be living in the walls? Well, I guess um, a lot of a lot of American houses. I'm guessing this was in America. Let's have a look. Uh, Laplante, Massachusetts. Okay, so it was in the United States. A lot of houses in the United States. We don't understand this here because our walls are probably about. Um, maybe like half a foot thick. Um, you know, you can't climb through our walls. But a lot of houses in America, they have what's called a crawl space. You can get into the wall. They're, they're that thick. And I guess because they have like more pipes going through, I don't know. But here, our walls are really thin, so we don't have a crawl space that people can crawl through. We have a crawl space in the roof, but besides that... Yeah, yeah, but besides that, and if someone was up in my roof, because we don't have attics, um, we don't have basements, generally. So we would know if someone was living in a house. But in a lot of American houses, they'll have an attic, they'll have a basement, they'll have like walls that are thick enough for people to crawl through. So he's living, been living in the wall. That's creepy as. See, without 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 crawl space of the roof, it's not too big. Like you could pro- like I could probably just stand up a bit and have to put my head down. Yeah. And I'm five foot three or four. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah. So I could go up in my roof, but it wouldn't be comfortable. Yeah. No, it wouldn't be comfortable. It'd be hot. It'd be hot and all that fiberglass. Would be everywhere. Yeah, the um, yeah, the insulation would be everywhere, like, which is itchy. And we have very white. We're very white. Like it's very white, so you can see where people put their hands on it. Yeah. Like I, I mean, so I, I always clean it. I always clean it and check who's put their hands on it. And ever since, like ever since I once cleaned it, it's never had. I can see dust on it, but I never. It's never had any fingerprints. Yeah. I've always been. I mean, about a couple of months ago, we had mice getting up in our roof yeah. and they sounded like elephants up there <laughs> you know, we've, we've taken care of our mouse problems all done but what, what do they what do they do they're just running up and down but they sound like elephants and you know, if, if you can hear a mouse up there nobody could be up there and you not know you'd hear the breathing that's true too yeah so it just that kind of thing just would not happen here so it's kind of hard for us to imagine what it would be like to live in a house where people could actually be hiding in the house. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, that's all. What's the... the Unless you want to look at seven of the most brutal murders ever committed in the history of the human the race. The toilet box killer. And this is NSFL. What's that? Not safe for life? <laughs> it's not, not safe for looking at. Not, it's not not safe for work is NSFW. This is NSFL. Not right, safe we might you. leave that off then. That's that's probably too much for us. How long have we been going? We've been going for 43 minutes. That's good. So we might just leave it there. But uh, if you have a comment about, was that too brutal? Was that too much? Was it Let us know in the comments and we'll make it more PG next time if you found that to be too uncomfortable. And if it wasn't enough, let us and know. And if it wasn't enough, let us know. You should also get mental help if that wasn't enough. <laughs> if it wasn't enough, 
you can um, you can go on Netflix and uh, watch Wives with Knives or something. Yeah, but my but ex-wife, my ex-wife used to watch those shows like Wives with Knives and Murdering Wives and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm all, I slept I'm with one eye one eye open those nights. I I <laughs> I've always been I've always been a horror horror movie person. Yeah, I am too. Like I I love horror movies to the point I've watched uh, quite a lot of them where people are like. This is R-rated, aren't you scared? I'm like, no. I'll sit in the chair, like, I'll f- I, I think we were watching, we were watching The Conjuring, I think Conjuring 1, yeah. and I fell, I fell asleep. I fell yeah. asleep watching how bored I was, because it wasn't scary enough. Oh, 44 and 31 mm. minutes. I said that. Um, me and my little brother were watching it, and, um, he was scared, and I fell asleep. Some people have a different... I, I, I'm the same. Like, we were watching a show on Netflix this yeah. week. We've been watching Red Rose. Um, it's a really good horror film, If you a horror TV show. If you're into that kind of thing, it's by the makers of The Haunting of Hill House. Uh, really great show. But if you don't like horror, don't watch it. The thing, I, the thing that dawned on me, because I've watched loads of horror movies... Like, you know, Scream and Saw and all those. They don't scare me at all. Because, you know why? Because I don't care about the people in the movie. If I don't care about the people, I don't care. It's just like, if I'm watching like one of those, you know, those disposable teen horror flicks where, you know, teenagers go up to the lake and there's some murderer there. And like, if like I'm, I'm like, come on, kill him, let's go, let's go, let's have some fun. But the reason that Red Rose is so good is because you care about the characters. Why, is it, why do you care about the characters? Because of the way they portray the characters and you, you, you know, because it's not like, they're not disposable characters, they're relatable characters that you grow to love. And so because you care about the characters, that's true horror. Yeah. Because you don't, you know, when they're being chased by someone, you don't want them to die. Because you care about them. No, I, 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 like, I like when I'm watching like a disposable team and they walk towards... They walk oh, yeah, into like an elevator into a dark space and I'm like, you know there's a murderer in there. Like, how, how stupid could you be? that yeah. like, oh, there's a dark space in yeah. the corner where I hear breathing. Let's go and check let's that go, out. No. Go. go like the <laughs> other way. And then I'm like, I'm not, and then sometimes I'm like, yeah, go towards the corner. Go towards the corner. You know the murderer is there and you want to die. <laughs> go towards it. And, and then they die, and I'm like, yeah. And it's nice, like, placing bets on who's going to be the first one. To oh, die. yeah, me no. not. Oh, I think that guy's going We watched the one the other day called Leprechaun 2. That was hilarious. Never that watched was it. Funny. There's like a killer leprechaun. Yeah, leprechaun, like the little guy with the pot of gold. A and he road just, leprechaun. He just, there's all these, these um, American teenagers at this, at this like, abandoned farmstead. They're fixing it up or whatever. And then the leprechaun just kills them all off. It's pretty funny. Yeah, me, my little brother, I think it was for... Maybe I'm sick. <laughs> uh, I don't remember what it was for. Oh, no, it's for it. We were betting who would die first. Betting who would die first yep. for it. And I'm like, and I'm like, and I'm like, I reckon Georgie's gonna die first. No, you were right. Oh, sorry, spoiler. And I betted, I betted at the start of the movie. I betted ten dollars on that. And my little brother's like, no, one of the kids who's chasing it is gonna die. Yeah. 
and I won the bet. He also betted 20 bucks, and so I got 20 bucks. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he was not oh, happy. Now, that's me. a great story, because I've, I've read the book of it about three times. It's like one of my favourite books. Really awesome. I the movie was good. The book was way I watched better. the first 10 minutes, and I fell asleep for the rest of it. So. Yeah, well, there you go. I don't really remember most of it. The movie, the movie adaption was pretty good as far as adaptions go. I've read a lot of Stephen King and I've watched a lot of Stephen King movies and usually the adaptions are bad. That's a pretty good one, but the movie is better. I, I think the book is better. The book is way better. I reckon the start of It 2, the start of it two is horrible. I, I thought It 2, while the start was... I fell asleep yeah. again. But the whole thing was actually improved the two. Anyway... Okay. Don't know. It was good. Um, okay. Are we done? Yep. Don't become a horror. Don't become a murderer off a movie. It's been interesting to know if these people watch horror movies. Like they said, one of those guys was a fan of the Scream franchise. Why would you? Oh, I don't know. They're just sick people. Alright. This was the really, really boring.